0: Welcome to The Kim Doyle Show, where I believe business should be fun. Creating, marketing, and mastering your craft is as much about the day to day as it is about the big wins and even the epic fails. In this podcast, we're going to talk about all things content marketing, digital marketing, a little bit of mindset, and how to just show up by creating an online business and income that fits your lifestyle. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle Show. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Kim Doyle. I keep thinking I'm going to come up with a different way to say that, but 601. All right, you guys are in for a treat today because uh, A, I have a repeat guest and this is going to be a blast. And B, we don't know where this is going to go. <laughs> so, so first of all, I'm going to introduce my guests and I'm going to tell you why we're doing this conversation. So my guest is my dear, amazing friend, Allegra Sinclair. Allegra, thanks so much for being on the show again.
1: Thank you for asking. <laughs> Your voice is like butter. Okay. I don't so... want it to be like butter. I want it to be like ghee. <laughs> ghee <laughs> is higher end. Ghee is a higher quality. My voice is like ghee. Could it be like Kerrygold butter at least? Yes. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Lord.
0: All right. So here's the deal, guys. I We are recording this the day after I released the first issue of a brand new newsletter called F the Hustle. And it is actually hashtag F the Hustle. And this all came about because, one, I've been wanting to do a newsletter for Kim Doyle. It, we've had a really successful start to the newsletter, Creativity Published for Content Creators Planner. And I love it. Like I love reading newsletters. I am an avid reader. and I just I knew there was something I wanted to do with it. Fast forward to I should, is it fast forward to rewind? I don't know. a few weeks ago. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. you know why? because because here's here's the the dual issue there. And I'm glad I can be your comic relief girl. But is that I came up with this idea to f the hustle probably four or five years ago initially. And what had happened is I was doing a podcast with my friend, John Perez at the time, and we had had mugs that actually, but it was like F ampersand, like at sign K, the hustle. And so I was having hot cocoa a couple of weeks ago in my F the hustle mug. And I got all these comments like, oh my God, I love that mug. I love that mug. And I thought it just hit me like a ton of bricks that this is the newsletter. I'm really tired of the hustle culture, hustle culture. All right. So this is not just about me. I do want to bring the reason I asked Allegra to join me today. So yesterday, the first issue of the, excuse me, the newsletter went out and I had said it was coming. And the day that I announced via email that I was going to be doing this, I got some great comments. And then I got a couple emails yesterday that said, um, one said, you know, I've been following you for years. I you know, wish you the best, but the F word bothers me. And so I'm going to unsubscribe. And let me just say, because I have to pre-qualify things. I have no judgment if people don't like it to each their own. That doesn't bother me. And I wish them all the best. And someone else said the same thing. And neither email were negative or um, harsh or judgmental at all. And I appreciate people being honest and everybody gets to do what they want to do. I messaged Allegra because it's funny, the day that I was playing around with the logo even, I shared with a friend on Facebook and he's like, Oh, do you think that'll bug people? And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> it was like this pissy little kid, but it's like, I love it. I think it's fun. It's truly a part of who I am. And so then I started questioning because John and I, when we had done those mugs, actually, we changed the podcast. It was a different name. We changed to Hustle Free. And I thought, you know what? I don't know. Maybe it's turning 50 this summer. I'm so done appeasing people. But I messaged Allegra and her response was fire. And I don't know, I should have like grabbed and maybe I'll insert it into this audio if I can be that much of a ninja editor, but it just, it resonated 150 ways with me. So I would like to know your thought, girl, share it, and then we'll continue this conversation. When I asked you if you thought I should change the name, even though I kind of wasn't planning on it, you had a just... Phenomenal response.
1: <laughs> well, now you put all this pressure on the response. <laughs> First, I sound like Kerry Goldbutter, and now <laughs> I am required to produce a response that knocks people's socks off. Thank you. Thank you very much. But <laughs> No um, pressure, no pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not at all. I think that um, my response was true me. I didn't filter it. I didn't stop and think about it. I was listening on Voxer. I didn't even finish listening to your entire Vox as you were telling me what the response had been. And when I heard that like little niggling doubt of, well, should I have? And I was like, oh, wait, hold the phone. Stop listening, start talking. So I think what I said was, um, as content creators, our highest and best work, our purpose is to draw our audience to us at the same time that we are violently, I don't think I said violently, we are repelling the wrong people. So, armed with that knowledge that this is what you're supposed to do, attract the right people to you and repel the wrong ones so that you don't waste either of your time, it takes courage to be who you really are. But only by being who you are will you draw the right people. The second piece of that was Being able to unapologetically, consistently, authentically, beautifully call forth your audience is a gift. So don't miss that by prevaricating or, oh, should I have not said this? Should I have not said that? Be who you are. And at the end of the day, if F the Hustle lights you on fire, light yourself on fire.
0: I need sound effects, like a round of applause that
1: you absolutely, absolutely delivered. And he, is that you know, what I said yesterday? Because, well, you know, I was, don't always listen when I'm talking, but I think that's what I remember saying. <laughs>
0: well, they were both phenomenal. And the interesting thing with this is that, you know, I have, I don't know what's up with me and making up hashtags, but they seem to work. Just show up, right? I really believe in that. and And I've done... I did a podcast episode on what that means, because I think when I say just show up, people think I'm telling them that you should show up online and be visible and go live and do all those things. And that's that's a a teeny tiny piece of that. Just show up means, to your point, be yourself, be authentically who you are and unapologetically who you are. And so I almost had this sort of internal struggle. And oftentimes, I don't know your thoughts on this. Well, and you don't seem to struggle with it, but I know we all have struggles. It's, it's often easier to do that for others than it is for ourselves. It's often easier to see it and have clarity and look at some, what someone else is doing and just be like, oh, you could do this, 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 or, oh, this is where the issue is. And, you know, I, I don't second guess myself a lot, but I'm feeling just absolutely pulled, absolutely pulled to go all in with things that, you know, the other piece of this, I don't know if I had told you this girl, like I have a new lead magnet for my site and it's seven ways to unleash your voice and vision. I had come up with that six years ago before I pulled the trigger from WordPress chick to Kim Doyle. And I had all this, this verbiage and terminology and naming stuff that I had done actually with, I paid someone to go through and I did a ton of work behind the scenes. Like, you know, private Pinterest board and and brain dumping and answering questions and all this kind of behind the scenes work that helps you get clarity with messaging and branding. But I, I don't think I was personally ready to own it. And for all that is good in the world, girl, I am. So I don't know where this conversation is going to go, but I would love to just kind of you know get your take on this. And and this is how I ask questions, so I apologize. I tend to ask like five and then I circle back and hopefully- I, I am familiar that like with you.
1: <laughs> thankfully, <laughs> thankfully. Yeah, I'm like, I know you just
0: talk. But at the same time, because we're in, I'm not talking about the world situation, right? I'm talking about marketing online and, and for entrepreneurs who feel this calling and feel this need to be themselves. It's It's not- you know, things aren't necessarily, quote unquote, new anymore. And it's, it's so finding a way to to get to your people without investing tons of money in paid traffic, which I believe in, but there's a process and a time for everything. You know, so I I don't know, what are your thoughts on doing those things? Because like convention would say, And I don't know which convention I'm referring to, but there's all of these, do this, don't do that, do this, don't do that. And every time I throw a convention out the window, shit works. So I'm just going to give you the floor (laughs) and let's see where it goes.
1: So... There was a whole lot on that plate. (laughs) There was, you were at, um, every buffet I have ever been to in my life, and you took a little something off every station that you visited. But I'm going to try to remember, um, just a couple of dishes to go back to. Um, one thing was that you said, um, you kind of didn't finish your sentence, but here's what I think I heard.
0: Me? Not you... finished my sentence?
1: I know. Unheard of. But I think what you were saying was that um, sometimes you struggle with being who you are in the face of opposition. Now, that sounds like really highfalutin, but I don't mean like you're standing in front of a group of people who are throwing things at you. But sometimes it is more difficult to show up as who you are than others for any number of reasons. And you're like, yeah, you never struggle with that. So, And I'm like, yeah, let's just go ahead and slay that. Um, Let's just go ahead and kill that ghost right now. That is not true. (laughs) I have days when I think to myself, because I'm human, and I think to myself, if I do this, what will happen? If I do this, suppose people react negatively. Everybody feels that a little bit. I think the magic is I have worked at it long enough that I can shift from that millisecond of should I to is this the right thing for me much quicker, right? So there's several tools that I'll use to figure out, okay, is this the right thing for me? So one is is what I'm about to share is what I'm supposed to put out there, right? Because it is about drawing the right people to me. So is what I'm about to put out there going to draw the right person? Is what I'm going to put out there hurtful to anyone? You and I both have experienced losing our mothers. I used to use that as a ruler. Like, would I be ashamed if my mom read that I said this? That type of thing, right? (laughs) But then the fourth thing is, is it right for me? right? So there's like a little laundry list of things that I'll go through to figure out what I'm putting out without... Second guessing or filtering the crap out of it. Because here's the thing. I saw this. It was either last night or this morning on Instagram. And I'm pretty sure the person who said it was a photographer. But what she said was she was going to stop holding her content hostage. What? How brilliant is that? Yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm going to stop holding my content hostage. I didn't go back and dig in to figure out, well, um, hello, I'm not her coach. But I was like, ooh, let me pull that thread. What are you holding hostage? Why do you think you're host- holding it hostage? What other ways, right? I could have gone. There's a whole lot of stuff. I had questions. Let me just say it that way. I had questions and I'm not sure. But the thought, I'm going to stop holding my content hostage, just grabbed me up around my throat because I think a lot of us do that we hold our content hostage to what my people say. Um, the pundits told me, right? The experts told me to do this x, x, and X way. And that's great. And having a plan, having a path, having a system that someone else has developed is a great shortcut. However, you always need to check that back in with you. Is it going to attract the right people? Do you like it? Does it set you on fire? Does the thought of sharing that make you so excited that you want to throw up? Or does it make you so nervous you want to throw up? Or are you bored, right? Your body will tell you if what you're about to do is authentic or not. If you take two seconds and listen. But see, there's the second, see, that's the second plate, the stop and listen plate, because <laughs> yeah. we spend so much time doing and racing to the next thing. We don't give ourselves an opportunity to check in and hear feedback, either real feedback or hear our body feedback telling us, um, Sugar, come here. Let me talk to you for a minute. You were heading the wrong way. This headache you have right <laughs> here. Mm-hmm, that's not allergies. That is you getting ready to do something foolish. Come on back. <laughs> come on back. Right. But if we didn't pause, For that thought to come through, right, for that check-in to happen, then we have raced towards something that didn't necessarily work. But I think it is always right and delicious and good to make the decision to be who you are because everything else is exhausting. I 100% agree with you.
0: And I think what surprised me, tons of deliciousness on that plate, by the way, is it surprised me because I felt so solid in it. And I think where I sort of reframe things for myself is it's a process. And so anytime you're doing something new, there's a process between idea and implementation and then you deploy it, whatever, whatever we're talking about. I don't care if it's your business, your health relationships, whatever it is, but when you kind of grasp something that is new and you're ready to step into it and it's, it's finding a way, don't you think? Like when you were talking about listen to your body, I have to tell you, my therapist tells me that all the time. Where are you feeling this in your body? Where are you feeling this in your body? And nervousness and excitement can sort of mirror each other as well. So you have to be able to take that moment to get clear, you know. And this is stuff that I didn't talk a lot about on the podcast. Oddly enough, the last three solo shows I've done, I've, so, I've straight up said, we're shifting gears here. I'm going to do this unapologetically. And do you know that I've gotten more responses in the last two weeks with those episodes and F the hustle than I probably have in the last year. And I mean, it's blown me away. And even with the two emails where people weren't necessarily, you know, digging a new direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got three times as many. Love it. Love it. Love it. Been listening for years, been following for years. And can I ask you a question? And I thought, done. (laughs) Just, you know, and the truth is, I, I don't want to depend on external validation. And I don't think I hold myself back. But to your point, we are human. And I appreciated you, you sharing that as well. Because oftentimes, when we're in it ourselves, again, it's not even the highlight reel. But this isn't stuff that people talk about frequently in terms of, I was doubting myself, I was questioning myself, it seems to be one extreme or the other. It's like, everything is phenomenal or woe is me. I'm depressed. It's okay to talk about anxiety. It's like such extremes, you know? And I think the getting clear on your audience piece, um, I shared, I think I shared this with you yesterday. It was a Daniela Laporte quote and it was love me, hate me, but don't be indifferent. And there is something to be said for, for just that clarity and that's okay. I'm not a ruins cup of tea. I think that
1: it's, um, so I agree with you that we should not set ourselves... Yeah, and I said should. I meant that one. We should not set ourselves up where our um, validation comes from other people always, right? And I've been watching reruns of The Big Bang Theory, so I'm hearing Leonard's mother... Okay, so I'm listening to Leonard's mother telling Penny the first time they met that her locus of identity is external to her. And so I am apologizing for a full-on Big Bang Theory nerdiness. But... I think it is natural to like confirmation of a decision we've made. So to me, that is different than needing validation for something versus the universe confirming something that I'm trying to do, right? That is different. So I've already made the decision and the magic is you took action. See, the validation thing comes in when we want to procrastinate and we want to talk about it over and over and we want everybody to tell us that what we're about to do is a good thing because then if it doesn't go well then there's somebody else to blame you have to put your big girl panties on and make your own decisions right but then if it doesn't turn out that well you're like oh well oh i can't blame anybody else <laughs> no grown ups take responsibility for the consequences of their behavior i know Amen. Foreign, foreign concept but let's just talk about it <laughs> grown ups sometimes make mistakes it is okay to make a mistake you take responsibility for it. If you need to apologize and clean it up, you do that and you keep it pushing. So yeah, I agree with you. We don't need external validation, but it is nice when the universe confirms that the decisions that you're making were right for you. So feeling right in your body and think doors opening that you thought were going to be closed. All of those things are the universe saying, I see what you did there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right behind you. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. I'm on team, whatever it is you're trying to do. So I think that it is challenging when you're starting a business online and it's exponentially so now, right? Because like everything is online, right? Because we're not out pressing the flesh, so to speak. But it is challenging to figure out how to draw your audience to you online because you can't always tell what's working. I think I had done probably 25, maybe even 30 episodes of my podcast before I got the first review or email. So I'm going along consistently putting out content, showing up, but I don't know if it's landing, right? So that's just one example where I don't immediately know that I was pulling the right people to me. So during that period of time, I was working with a coach and I'm saying to her, okay, so this is what I'm thinking and this is what I'm doing. And she was doing an excellent job of saying, okay, what were your goals? Mm-hmm. And how were you going to know if that was successful? Like Holding me accountable to what I said I was going to use as a ruler. So in that moment of emotion, I didn't go to Okay, I have done 25 episodes and no one has asked me to be on the Tonight Show. Or, (laughs) right, we have ridiculous rulers that we use sometimes when emotion comes in and takes us away from what we had planned. So she was very good at telling me, hey, what were your measurements, right? What did you say was going to be magical for you? So that I would keep the course, right? So I would stay on my one path. The challenge would for me would have been if I had started hopping all around like a bunny doing different stuff because I didn't I better do a webinar. Paper. I
0: better go do this. I better start my YouTube channel. Yeah. Because
1: that's what they talked about. Just like, and I'm gonna say it. Everybody and their mama's talking about reels right now, right? I'm not mad at reels. If you're all up on reels, do your thing, boo-boo. Do your thing. I am <clears> not <throat> jumping into reels right now. And I'm not apologizing for that. I'm not telling you not to do reels. I'm just telling you, yeah, I'm not gonna do that right now. Why? I don't want to. <laughs> oh my gosh is it okay yeah. to just say that I don't want to I have so much going on right now and I am excited about so much of it I don't want to do that right now so I'm not gonna well here so some, a couple
0: things jumped out at me first of all the crowdsourcing of
1: mm-hmm. opinions
0: mm-hmm. makes me lose my ever loving mind it's, it's stop asking stop asking the only time I crowdsource stuff is when I've essentially already made a decision, but I'm trying to get some buzz going, to be honest with you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which sounds a little ass backwards, but that's well, okay. Not ass backwards, but what if your attempt to get buzz generates naysayers?
0: Oh, I don't care. I, it it okay. dip- Actually, as I say that after I'm getting personal responses, right? And it, the funny thing is, even with F the Hustle, do you know that I didn't ask anyone's opinion? I just knew in my body, this is right. And then it was the after afterward and to my earlier point, you know, a two to six response. It's like, okay, I'm, this is good. This is good. (laughs) I'm totally fine. Not to mention comments. I don't know why people stopped commenting on blogs, but I've gotten more comments on all of the recent stuff I've done than I have in a long time. (laughs) And so- <laughs> that's, a,
1: that's a whole other movie. Why did we start stop commenting on blogs, right? I know a lot of blogs like turn to comments off. I don't know why. It's probably for the same reason that we stopped like talking to people. Like my phone rang yesterday and I panicked. Because when my phone rings, <laughs> something has gone terribly wrong with somebody I love. Not for nothing. I'm, I'm working through it. I probably need to find a new therapist. But when the phone rings, my first thought is, what fresh hell is this? Right? Because we don't <laughs> call each other anymore. We text. We hit Voxer, right? People don't call me anymore. But my point is we have changed the way we typically communicate over the last four years or so. And I think we're seeing a shift back to some things that we're working. We're hungry again for conversation that is in places that feel like it's real. And a a post, a comment rather on a blog post feels more real, perhaps, than a comment on an Instagram post. On a property you don't own. Well, yes, there is that, yeah. Ooh, girl. There's-, there's that, but I was also <laughs> yeah. thinking it's harder to find, right? I can come back to your blog and see who else jumped in on the conversation very easily. I just yeah. go straight to that page, but it's more difficult to jump back to a post maybe in the Facebook feed or wherever and get back into the conversation that I was already having. But yes, the whole like owning the place where you're playing. Yeah, that's good too.
0: Yeah, I know. I keep doing these sort of side conversations here. But what's fascinating to me, and, you know, my other hashtag, everything is content, came from the fact that I I see so many people get in their own way and feel that, or or even, you know, they avoid creating unique original content on their own website, blog, podcast, video, whatever it is, because they decide... I'm not a writer. I'm not this. I'm not that. Forget, forget all of that element there. But I think there is this idea that it has to be, it has to be this. So as an example, you've got SEO content, epic posts, 2000, 3000 word posts. Most of my solo show podcast episodes are a couple thousand words because of the way I talk. I write them out first. I still go off script always and I never read them. But the point is, <laughs> I know that I have to get clear on my thoughts. Now, that being said, you know, some of those have zero SEO value and get more traffic than an SEO research post that tells the world how to do this or how to do that. And, you know, there, so it's, it's trusting your gut at, at a certain point. And I think that's where I did. Um, I don't know if you saw this, a recent podcast episode I did was um, it said declarations, how declarations and explanations are crushing your soul. Mm -hmm. And my point is I, you see people do this and they go on Facebook and, you know, just because uh, you know, I'm overscheduled, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I've got anxiety. I need to leave Facebook groups that are, it's like, just, just go do it. Like (laughs) why you don't owe the world a damn explanation every time you do something or or the declarations of i'm doing this and i'm doing that like just stop and think about what that looks like in real life right <coughs> you don't walk into the
1: grocery store and make announcements to the world there are people <laughs> who teach that though and there is something for accountability for making a declaration of what it is that you're going to do when you're working on a big goal. But I will just say, read the room. Nobody on Facebook asked you, (laughs) right? So if I'm working on a big project and I'm talking to a small mastermind or I'm talking to friends one-on-one who I know are in similar places, yes, I can then say, I'm going to do X. I think I did that to you a week ago. I'm going to do this in the month of November and it's going to blow people's minds and blah, blah, blah. I think I did that. I did not do that on Twitter. (laughs) I did not do that. And it's not because I didn't own it. It's because I read the room. People need, this is a big um, piece of how I believe that I am drawing the right people to me. I don't interrupt people doing other stuff with my messages. And what I mean by that is, if people are having a conversation on Facebook about dog training. I don't jump into that and say, oh, you know what? I have been fascinated about dog training as well. But what I'm really into is turtle races, right? (laughs) That is rude. It is completely distracting. And it indicates to everybody who was part of the dog training conversation that what's more important to me is talking about my turtles. And I think to myself, how does that feel to me if somebody does that to me? So I don't do that. Right? People need to give you permission for you to do that kind of thing. And just because they follow you on social, that doesn't mean they gave you permission to do foolishness on their feet. <laughs> right?
0: Absolutely. And and the thing is for me, the declarations and explanations were to the broad audiences because I am a accountability works like fire for me with certain people. If I tell somebody Ooh. that I'm gonna do something that I, and this is just good old human nature, call it the recovering Catholic, whatever you want, but there are people that I don't want to disappoint or don't want to let down. I don't mm-hmm. even care. Like it used to bother me. Like, what do I need account? It's like, who cares? Whatever. I'll, I'll take whatever works and, and build in that system for whatever my goals are and whatever my intentions are. I have no problems with that. But I think what happens is every single time you look for validation or opinions or crowdsource things you're just chipping away at whatever self-trust you have and whatever you feel right in your body, right? Going back to what you said earlier, like, or where you said, you know, your body will tell you it absolutely a hundred percent will. It's, you know, I don't know about you, but as I've gotten older, I am so much more protective of the energy and my life and yes. the people I spend time with and the people and like, you know, My kids make fun of me because, you know, we all know I'm a Harry Potter fan, but I tend to rewatch like the first four over and over and over again. I'm like, I'm I like, love them all.
1: Four, hey, people who are listening want to watch me make Kim mad. First four Harry Potters, how many were there? <laughs> you're so awful. One of these days. I, you're in the Marvel now,
0: so I'll take that. But there are eight movies. But the point oh. is. It gets heavier and darker, and it's and there's a little bit of sadness. It's an amazing, phenomenal, we know I love the whole world. But the point is, I put things, I listen, I watch, I expend energy on things that make me feel good. End of story, period. I don't explain myself. I don't apologize for the fact that I've been watching Christmas movies since October. I don't care. It makes me a happier human being, which I know helps me to show up in my work and in my life for myself. So that's, for me, I just was, you know, I, I think about and this could go really sideways. So I promise not to go too deep with this whole, I think about kids today, and I have a 12 year old nephew, 16 year old niece and an 18 year old niece. And I am so concerned for their well-being, and that there's this constant need to compare themselves to people 24-7 mm-hmm. in their hand. And what would that do to someone when there's self, you know, there's insecurity? I mean, it's a difficult time regardless, you know, pre-puberty, puberty, it's challenging time. And so I think about that. And then we see adults doing this. And when it comes to your business, it's yours, you know, and there's gonna always be like I look at this, I had done a live stream. I don't know. Two years ago, and it was everything works because the truth is, email marketing works, podcasting works, blogging works, video works. You know, all social works. All of it works. But circling back to reels, you don't want to do it. Don't (laughs) go all in with what you want. But it's Mm -hmm. like we've 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 stopped listening to that innate. We've stopped trusting ourselves, and every single time you jump ship or you. Oh, I should do this because someone else said to do it. Does it feel
1: right in your body? All right. I'm going to just pass it over to you because I'm getting ranty. (laughs) So I don't think you're ranty, but there's a couple of things. So one, I get why people keep asking questions when they're building something new for a couple of reasons. So you said, hey, there's nothing new under the sun. I will hesitate. Okay, not me. I can understand how someone would hesitate to create content if they felt like what they were sharing was not new and different and special enough, right? That is, hello, I'm a confidence coach. So, right. I see that all day long, right? All week long, I'm working with people who are completely badass people, but they just need a little reminder. They need to develop some systems to remind themselves how awesome they are and to pull the trigger. So they don't do it because they feel like it's not good enough right they're, there's a number of different reasons why they're trying to crowdsource every decision that they make, and it isn't always um that they want to make it like a public spectacle. sometimes we genuinely don't know what to do next. The interesting thing about that is the way we are now back in the day, like a long time ago, like three four years ago um <laughs> <laughs> I was up a long we yeah, a long time ago. If we were working on something and we didn't know how to fix it, we might Google it, right? We would like research it on our own. We don't do that now, right? Like Google is really researching on your own. But my point is nowadays people think with their mouth open. They express every thought and they think that public discourse is where every. Th- Their entire conversation should happen, right? I have a lot of conversations in my head. I have a deep and impactful thought life that I don't (laughs) share outside of my head. But I think I may be alone in that often and that other people think by speaking out loud. Because sometimes I look at stuff and I'm like, you didn't think that through. (laughs) (laughs) I think sometimes that we're trying to work it out in public because we don't have any other idea of how to do it. So I feel for people who are making these like declarative statements in places where people are yawning and don't care. And part of that is that they're talking to the wrong audience because in a different setting, if they were making these declarations, it would be met with encouragement and support and whatever else it was they were looking for, right? That would be my question. So when you shared this odd thing in this Facebook group, what were you hoping to get out of that? Mm -hmm. And why were you hoping to get that from this particular group? Okay, where else might you get that, (laughs) right? Because at the end of the day, people are behaving that way because they want something or need something. I agree with you 100%. And I hope that
0: I'm not not coming from a place of judgment when people are truly – asking, you know, valid questions and, but, but when you see these things, I I think for me, it's that when I see people playing it out over and over and over and never, you know, stop, Mm -hmm. stop planning, stop overthinking, stop crowdsourcing. And in the six months that you've done all this questioning, you would have gotten more data had you deployed it and followed through and measured what worked and what didn't. and Even one thing even one thing. And so here's, here's a funny little side story is, uh, my son is going to be 20 next month, which I cannot believe. And we've had a, a challenging few years. Things are super good now, stable, all of that. And it was funny because it was probably, I don't know, a month or two ago. And I said something, he had all this pressure on himself about like trying to figure out what he wanted to do and this and that. And I go, Colin, I'm like, dude, when I was your age, I was working part time at a bookstore and going to school like, I don't know why you think you need all this figured out. And so there's that. And then remember, when I was 19, I had no social media, self none of that stuff. So it was very easy to be okay with where I was at, because that's where my friends were at. And we were all just sort of doing mm-hmm. our thing. Mm-hmm. Now that I understand. And then he said to me, you know, he took a a couple extra days off of work. He's like, God, I've just been working a lot. And he's look, you know, he's starting school in January again. And so all these different things going on and he's, and he was kind of feeling like, oh, you know, I'm just kind of tripping out. Like I'm going to be 20. And like next year I can legally buy beer and and do all these, like all these things. And he's like, it's just kind of life and it's happening. And and my point was I said to him, I go, hon, I said, I get it. All of this stuff that you're concerned about or, future and all this, I said, it's just life. And I said, and I'm not trying to depress you, but your problems just change. <laughs> like as you get older, you have different things to concern yourself with. And so you you get to choose how you frame it and how you approach it and how you look at things. And I think with the world we live in, and for business owners, I I'm just... My mission with F the Hustle, because it is a mission and a movement, is to just slow down. And you said a couple times, Allegra, to take a minute. And did you think that through and and sit with it? And I have patience was never a strong suit for me. But when I can sit with something, it, it's it's amazing to me where I can be within 24 hours of allowing myself a not immediate answer, I don't need to respond to this person now, or I don't have to say yes to this, just all of those things, if we can start instilling a little bit of self trust and listening to those innate, intuitive nudges, I, I think it makes for a much more enjoyable journey.
1: So <clears throat> there are some really good stuff there. First of all, I'm delighted that. They- um, Colin is doing so well. And Thank I think you. that the pause, when we talk about that, we're using a different word, but the pause is magical when you're trying to make a decision or you're trying to send an email or you're trying to live your life. I don't know exactly when we got to this place where we thought we had to respond instantly to every stimulus that came across our path. <laughs> oh, I'm like, um, wait, what? How about no? Right? So I'm often I will do this all the time on coaching calls. I'll be like, Somebody will talk be talking, right? We'll be chatting and I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna ask you to do something for me. What? Take a deep breath and don't say a word for 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> totally serious. I do it all the time. No, I'm laughing because my it therapist so, does that to me all the time. It is so effective.
0: Because in that moment breathe, you just breathe,
1: breathe right? And I'm like, yes. you can't you're gonna faint in a minute. <laughs> like you are not breathing. Do something for me right now. Let's just. Take a pause, don't say a word for 15 minutes, and just breathe in deeply and then let it out slowly. That is a gift. Every coaching session, pretty much, that will happen at least once because part of what I know my work in life is, is to hold space for people to take the pause. But the second piece of what you're talking about, how people would focus on self-trust, and we started this whole thing talking about um, my spicy response to your, <laughs> to somebody <laughs> saying to you, Hey, love what you're doing, but no, right? And I'm like, that's fine. Those were not your people, but you cannot figure out who your people are. You cannot sanity check the decisions that you're making. If you don't practice it, how can you trust yourself? If you have never given yourself an opportunity to trust yourself? One, two, If you are forever making decisions or making promises to yourself or making promise to other people or making public declarations that don't really belong to you, you then will not trust yourself. If I keep telling people I'm going to do this, my goal is this, I'm going to do this and I don't do it. I feel like a liar and I don't Mm -hmm. trust myself. And the challenge is I probably didn't want that in the beginning But somebody else said they wanted it, so I jumped in too. Or someone told me I should want that, so I jumped in too. But if I continue to do that, regardless of whether the goals were really mine, or the projects were really mine, or the dreams were really mine, if I continue to break my own heart, I won't trust myself. You have to practice. And sometimes we have to start with baby steps. I am not going to eat an entire pint of ice cream today. A girlfriend of mine was reaching out to me yesterday. I've eaten a whole pint of ice cream. Oh, okay. How you feeling about that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that again. Okay. So don't do that. Do not eat another pint today if you don't want to. And then today she texts me and she's like, oh, I didn't eat another pint. Bam. Now she's starting to trust herself, right? It's the small things, but the preponderance of small Trust-proving activities lead you to believe you can trust yourself on the bigger stuff.
0: Huge. And here's the other thing of that, as you were saying that uh, uh, (laughs) I'm doing all this, like, I don't know, I went down the sideways path with my therapist and have been lucky that she's been stranded in Costa Rica for eight months. But I, I think about some of the work I've done and she'll remind me. And when you blow it again, or if you blow it and that's okay, or... Um, you know, that piece of you get to F up, you get to make mistakes, it's all okay. It doesn't equate to who we are. Yes. and I, you know, and I, I just I see a lot of that happening. And, and we do live in a world. And I'm talking specifically with online business and marketing. And anybody facing this today, you know, here's a great example, a coaching client of mine, uh, this guy Bertrand, Phenomenal young guy, just a doer and implementer. He's an action taker and he's kind of come full circle to I'm I'm focusing on my podcast and and properties I own. And he said, it's just hard because I start comparing myself to others. And I referenced this in a recent podcast episode. And you and I will do this often when we're boxing back and forth. Have you heard of this person? Or, oh, did you hear? Or I read this book or I heard this podcast. There are so many many people to serve and do business with and connect with. And if you sound like everybody else to the point of the original reason for this show, if you sound like everybody else, you won't stand out. And so it's going to be harder for your people to find you for your audience to connect with you. And I think the easiest way to do that a is to, you have to go for it. And it would be so great if every time we hit publish, we were flooded with responses and answers and comments and me getting replies to podcasts or the newsletter or my group is 12 years into this, right? (laughs) 12 Mm -hmm. years. I'm Mm -hmm. almost 13 that I've been doing this. So it's okay to not get those responses and whatnot, but really step out of your circle also. That's the other thing. And I know this is kind of going all over the place, but I, I think about, you know, internet marketing and online marketing and we all know, who this influencer is, or guru, or whatever you want to call it, I am indifferent to honestly, any of that stuff, meaning, I just like who I like, I don't care. But the point is, get outside of your circle, step into something different. And and all of those things, when you find what resonates with you. Like I try to tell people that all the time, pay attention to what you like to read, what you like to listen to what You like to watch and, and think about why, like what draws you to that. Do you remember Allegra on the very first strategy call we had, you responded to an ad. We were, were, I forget exactly. This was probably 2013. And I went berserk and fell in love
1: with punch Fear, in the Throat. Do you remember that? I remember. Girl, please, you know me. With my ADD okay. brain. Yes, I remember. All I had to do was flip to the right part of the file cabinet. I am there. Yes. <laughs> and my point is, I knew instantly
0: that we were destined to be friends. Because I loved that. You know what? Word I'm also going to try and bring back. And I'm going to quote. Have you, Please tell me you've seen The Holiday. The movie, The Holiday. Who's in it? Uh, Jude Law, Kate.
1: Nope. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. Well, Jack No.
0: Okay. Well, if you want a happy, sweet, feel good Christmas movie, anyways, Kate Winslet switches houses with Cameron Diaz. Kate Winslet is in this little village in England. Cameron Diaz is a movie trailer producer in LA. Anyways, they swap houses, but Cameron Diaz's next door neighbor was an old Hollywood writer, like from the glory days of Hollywood. And he talks about writing a female character and cause he recommends all these movies to Kate Winslet's character. And he said, Oh, she's got gumption, you know? And it's, that's how I felt when I heard punch fear in the throat was, Oh, this girl's got gumption. And that thing that just draws you, that was a really long story to get to the word gumption, which I just think is fantastic. But <laughs> there was a connection. There was a connection and there's been ups and downs in our lives and everything since then, but there's been nothing but cheering for the other person because it, there's a there's a connection and it resonates. But it was because you used your own language. I got Jesus take the wheel from you, like you're <laughs> my heart. I've gotten all of these things are allegorisms and whether or not they're your originals, I don't know, and I don't care, but to me they're all allegorisms. But it's because you were unapologetically, you.
1: So I remember that story. I um honor you saying that we had an immediate connection because we did. But the little piece of that story that I'll tell you, cause I don't know if you remember this part, I had started saying in my own head that what I wanted to help women do was punch fear in the throat. But I did not say that out loud for a really long time because I didn't know how it would be perceived. Mm-hmm. And then when I shared it, In my family, the response was not, yes, queen. The response was, (laughs) I'm sorry. Is it okay to be that honest? The response was not, yes. The response was, no, you can't say that. It's unladylike. What do you mean, punch girl? Everybody, women. My cousin was like, do you know if you punch someone in the throat, they might die? And I was like, dude, really? (laughs) That's well, your the last assessment. time you saw me punch
0: somebody physically exactly, in the back. Exactly,
1: exactly. It was just so ridiculous, right? But they didn't get it. And then I remember a family member, or not friend, my audience, so, okay. <laughs> but a family member, or friend, was in a different setting. I had had a conversation with him about punching fear in the throat. He was in a different setting, and he used that phrase. And then he came back to me, tell me, "Hey, I use this phrase in this meeting, and it fell completely flat." Now, there's a whole lot. Wrong with that? Why are you in a meeting trying to talk like me? Whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm just saying. But I didn't immediately jump out the gate with punch fear in the throat because I was listening to other voices. Mm-hmm. But that phrase would not leave me alone. It just wouldn't go away. Punch fear in the throat, show up and tell your story has been with me since 2006. Even though I didn't start saying it out loud until probably 2009. But it has been there a long time. It would not go away because it needed to stay with me. But I didn't immediately start speaking that story because I was swayed by other people who didn't get it and didn't understand. So that's why I guess I'm so empathetic towards people who are um, struggling with saying the thing, doing the thing, like addressing the, speaking the unspoken. A friend of mine, back when I lived in Arizona, she was an attorney. She was always say, sometimes you just need to speak the unspoken. And I was like, yeah, sometimes you just need to say the thing that you don't want to say. So I get why you might not say that thing. But the minute I stopped sugarcoating what I was trying to say and really talked about doing whatever is required for you To show up in a powerful way, things shifted in my business. Things shifted in my life. The right people who actually wanted to hear from me started showing up. The kind of milk toast, middle-of-the-road chick wasn't creating passionate fans. And the Mm -hmm. the punch-fear-in-the-throat chick does. But it took practice and it took trial for me to realize that I could trust myself saying that out loud. Even when my favorite male cousin told me that that would kill somebody, I didn't stop saying it. Because... (laughs) Because I knew I was not advocating physically punching somebody in the throat, first of all. And second of all, what I was talking about punching in the throat was fear and doubt. So if that will kill fear and doubt, yes, let's get to punching.
0: Exactly. And you know what I just thought of as you were sharing that? It's interesting because with F the Hustle, um, you know, (laughs) my mom never said the F word ever in her life. And it... Probably, which my mom was not this prissy. She was a, look at it this way. We were more scared of my mom growing up than my dad, who was a retired okay. police officer. And, you know, mom was just, uh, you know, talk through your teeth. I don't want to see your face. Kind of thing. <laughs> but amazing, loving, phenomenal Ooh. woman. Okay. But it's it's interesting. And this literally just hit me is that I feel freer to use that language. Yes, now, even though I'm not yes. actually saying it because my mom's not here and you know it there's there's a freedom that comes with a horrific loss and yes and there there's that I mean I know how much how close you were to your mom and there is something about surviving that that you just say, "Oh my god, life is short. If I don't do this now when." And yes. when it's when it's coming from that internal just I have got to live a big life. I, I need to do this. And when I say big life, I hope people hear that I don't care if you want, you know, a Prius or a Bentley, I could care less. I have zero judgment on people's lifestyles as long as they're a decent human being. I honestly, I I could care less. I could not care less. I mean, and so a big life to me is going for it and it, it's showing up every day and pursuing where my heart takes me and serving the people that I want to serve and connecting and having a business that I love and I'm not hustling the hell through, which is also where this comes from this, this for myself kind of, working through this never doing enough it 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 hit me that there's just this is a business that there's always more to do you can finish a project you can complete a task but there's always more marketing you can do there's always more leads you can get there's always more sales calls you can have whatever it looks like there's always more social posts you can make you're never really done so you have to find some peace with that but i'm simply at a point in my life where i refuse to not enjoy a snowy sunday with and a conversation with my friend right feeling like oh i've got to i've got to build a funnel and i've got to get this and I, i've got my to do list it's not going anywhere and i want that for people i want them to enjoy the journey mm-hmm. and the process and whatever that looks like and so not that i needed to sell myself on f the hustle by any means but i know my intention that's another th- question my therapist said to me one time Recently, we were talking about something and she said, Kim, always step back and look at what is your intention for why you're, whether it's exploring something or wanting to talk about something or wanting to sell something or what, put it out there. What is your intention, which will inevitably remove any guilt or shame
1: or frustration or fear? Yes. And you practice that. So here's the other magical thing about that it's not like you'll have that conversation one time and you'll never have to face that again. <laughs> right? <I will. laughs> yeah. right? I'm just saying you've been doing this, what? 11, 12, 13, you've been doing this more Almost than three 13 years. years. I was about to yeah. say, you've been doing this more than five minutes and you might still have another moment when you think to yourself, mm, I don't know if I should have done that. It is a muscle that you work out and it gets better and better at moving you very quickly from, the wait. Is this a legitimate concern? Or am I worried about people who I don't even care if they listen to me ever again? Right. <laughs> I'm not saying that about your newsletter, right. I'm just saying in general, right. If I post something on a public forum and people don't respond to it, sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I do, right. But it's sometimes a we forget that we've we posted. Exactly. On the well, public forum. Oh, this is what we're doing. We're just being honest with each other right now. <laughs> this is what we're doing today. But my point is, I didn't start off doing that. I had to get better at that. And I still work on that. There are times when I am not authentically myself, but it doesn't take me as long to figure it out now as it used to. And I can very quickly come back to, wait, who is this chick wearing my bra? Girl, stop it. And then I (laughs) come back to what I was trying to do and who I was trying to be. Nami. But
0: I do. And do you you find, though, I I think there is – a couple things here one i think there is life experience there's mm-hmm. the practice of the craft i continue to use the phrase mastery and i, I it w- for me it was really a reframing of things but when you fall in love with what you're doing and simply focus on getting better at your craft mm. and and, and serving and connecting with people, like stuff blows up. It is it is that universal energy, divine, so whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to call it. But I know that when I show up with the right intention, integrity, and from a place to serve and have fun, like I, I did a <laughs> animated PowerPoint, like a manifesto, and it's still on my YouTube channel to this day. And the first slide says, if it's not fun, I'm not doing it.
1: I remember I that.
0: Cut, right? <laughs> it's an old I remember oldie. that.
1: And I was like, I didn't think that you had gumption, but I was like, oh, that was a ballsy thing to say. <laughs> if it's not fun, right? I ain't doing it. I was like, okay. What's I'm a- not mad. I mean,
0: and don't get me wrong. There's plenty of tasks I'm not super fond of, but there's a lot of things that I've gotten very clear. Having been the WordPress chick, I don't have a ton of fun just tinkering in tech anymore. I don't. I want to use my voice. I want to create. I want to. I want to show up. And God forbid, I want to sell and I want to blow this up, right? And and I just having, say, God forbid. Well, not for me. It's just there is. Uh, I don't know how words many are powerful you've seen, girl.
1: I just finished recording my own podcast episode about how <laughs> words are powerful. So I was like, wait, why is it God forbid?
0: <laughs> it was. It was a. It was a dig at the people who are so afraid to sell. Okay. Gotcha. And. Because I was one of those people. And you see people like how to sell without being salesy, how to do, how to be. And it's like, does anybody get set out with the intention to feel like a 1980 used car salesman? No solve problems and sell. You've got a responsibility to do that. And some of that was directed at myself. Like, like (laughs) I do this often when I get preachy, I am reiterating for myself to show up and, and do this. And you know, a, a, a phrase that Jody and I joke around with now is, this shit works. As an example, <laughs> like when I I did List Explosion last summer, I followed Ramit Sethi's, all I followed was his eight email sequence for Breakthrough Launch. And I was like, this shit works. And like, I followed his subject lines, the dates, the carts closing, all of those things that were not normal comfort levels for me, you know? And I was like, I'm so done not being and doing and having what I want, that I'm going to do whatever it takes. And Say that again
1: louder for the people in the back. (laughs) What I heard you say was you are so done with not having what you desire that you are willing to do what it takes to get it. Absolutely. 150%. Oh, that's delicious. That's too long to put on the top of a cake, but that is delicious. (laughs) I am digging that.
0: Can I tell you, and i I think I shared this recently so this this whole this journey, and i I'm sure you would agree with me that when you go through uh, a tragic loss like a mother and is it was it was such a catalyst for me in my life because I could not care about anything else, and I allowed myself that space. And there's still days where I'm brought to my niece. It's only about a year and a half that that I'm floored that she's not here. But I've gotten to the other side of the grief that says, I don't want to be here because she's not mm-hmm. deep breath.
1: Mm-hmm. But the point is to say, you get give yourself through, a moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: You mm-hmm. get to the other side of that and it's like, well, shit, I've got nothing to lose by going after like, what
1: I want. I don't even know how to describe it except that. Um remember that moment we were just talking about Endgame the other day? Sorry if any of y'all haven't seen it, but that moment when like the little circle of fire comes up and T'Challa steps out, that oh. like surge of energy when you get on the other side is magical. Because mm-hmm. it's like everything inconsequential has burnt away, right? Yep. So it was interesting when you're talking about like having more freedom. I think I have that now. Though I would like pay a lot of money to have a conversation like one time, like you know. I would just yeah. pay a lot of money to have like one conversation <laughs> with my mom or my brother. Girl, give everything. But there is a freedom in, you know what? What I learned is that life is finite and that I cannot keep all this juiciness inside. It is in here for a reason and what I need to do is pour it out on as many people as want to come get it. That is energizing. That gets me up in the morning in a way that all my big jobs in corporate didn't. Absolutely. A hundred percent.
0: And, and through that is made a really conscious decision early spring of this year that And the terminology that I use that I don't talk about a lot on this show, but was that I want to raise my vibration. And I remember doing this after I lost my husband and my therapist, I am literally the only person she still works with. But at the time I told her, then I'd been talking to her, I don't know, a few years after my husband died. And I remember saying to her, I want to move through the rest of my life different." I am driven. I'm type A. I was very black and white, no nonsense, kind of a hard ass, to be honest with you. And so when when full circle to this year, and I said it's t- I'm ready to level up my life, and which comes, it's an internal job. It has nothing to do with stuff. Which I like stuff. I also don't like taking care of stuff. Right? We've had that conversation. But <laughs> it's it's making a really conscious decision about Mm -hmm. who you want to be, what you want your life to look like, and what are you willing to do to get there? I'm willing to do it at whatever pace serves me. And sometimes I feel like I'm an implementer and I get shit done and I can get stuff done quickly, but I like to nap. I like to take baths. We right? So I, I want the freedom that I've created in my life, but it's making that really conscious decision and taking everything to me the word that is just screaming at me is self-responsibility. Everything comes back to self-responsibility and which is where this conversation came from. Like I knew I was going to stick with F the hustle, but you lit something up in me when <laughs> you reminded me. Right. And it, it's, and, and to me it was just one of those, like you didn't just appear in my life obviously, but it's when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Those messages show up for us when mm-hmm. we're following our our inner guidance when we're following our own right path and doing the work.
1: Brill (laughs) yet.
0: Sorry, that was so preachy. And I was like, I didn't have a question
1: for you. (laughs) It wasn't preachy. It was good. I will say um, the, I can't remember if I said this, I probably said this on Voxer, but the thing that was ringing in my head when I thought I heard you wavering was it costs us. To yes. not yes. Be who we are. Did I say that? Okay. Damn, yes, sorry. I'm I think I said that um, it costs you to not be who you are. So my question to you about F the Hustle is, what does it cost you to keep it? What does it cost you to put it down? Because you're going to pay one way or the other. You just get to choose what you pay and how you feel about it. And, you and I have chose. Very, I was about to say, you have very clearly said whatever the cost is, to get put it down, I am not willing to pay it. But I am willing to pay whatever
0: the cost is to keep it going. Yes. And on that note, God, girl, I, I swear, every time we do this for the podcast, I mean, the last time we had to split it into two episodes, but you're just, you are fire and I am grateful and appreciative for you every day. So thank you very much for joining me for this spur of the moment, Snowy Sunday Conversation. <laughs> Oh, it
1: is my entire pleasure.
0: And for the people in the back,
1: uh, where's the best place to connect with you? AllegraSinclair.com. Boom. I know you thought I was going to say have- Instagram because I've been all over <laughs> Instagram lately. But guess what? I am still playing on Instagram. I'm not an Instagram pro. So yeah, you want to you get some of this? AllegraSinclair.com. And I will have all the links in the show
0: notes, including the Instagram account, as well as podcast. So Allegra, I love you tons. Thank you so much.
1: Love you too, girl.
0: Have a powerful week. You too. All right. Bye guys.